This is Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. From the UK, I'm Dave Knott, and joining me from New Zealand is Dave Wood. Well, it's been a while since we've talked about the Apple TV. We did do a similar show, I feel, about just maybe just over a year ago. Yeah, yeah it rings a bell. If your plasma TV blew up today, would you buy a new one? What would you do? Um, well, I'd replace the TV, but I don't know if I'd replace the Apple TV. That's kind of my what my dilemma would be, um, which got right. which got me thinking about like the relevance of the Apple TV. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know where it fits into your kind of viewing, but for me, in kind of no particular order, the, the things I do the most on on the Apple TV are YouTube, Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, uh, BBC iPlayer, and a little bit of Plex thrown in, just to kind of you okay. play my own stuff. That's sounding very, very familiar. Yeah. Is it similar for yourselves? Yeah, we're, we're pretty much the same. So a bit of YouTube, a bit of Netflix, um, and then there's a couple of New Zealand-specific apps that sort of take the slot of iPlayer. Right, okay. um, Or sort of for on-demand or anything like that. And then we're not using Plex at the moment. I was, um, but we, we've had a couple of issues with our, our local network and stuff not working very well. We've, we're using a... a it's a software called Air Server, um, which has a little client. Um, it's a client app on the Apple TV, and then it has a little server app that runs on our Mac Mini, um, and that sort of does like local transcoding on the Mac Mini, and then chucks it over to the Apple TV. So kind of Plex in a way, but but not Plex without the bells and whistles. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sure. um, that makes sense. Yeah, very 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 similar. Um, and, and the kids use Crossy Road because it's got uh, multiplayer on it. <laughs> That's one of the things I did when I first got the Apple TV. I, I did play a lot of Crossy Road, but now I, I don't really touch the games um, at, at all, to be perfectly honest. But what, yeah, what, what got me thinking about it? I was listening to uh, an episode of MacBreak Weekly the other week, and uh, one of the guys on there, Andy Anotko, was talking about um, a brand of TVs. They um, basically each week, each of the hosts sort of have uh, one of their like a, a top pick for that week so just like a nice bit of technology they think's cool and the one he brought up was a tv made by tcl um i think it stands for the create or that creative life or the creative life something like that um anyway <clears throat> bottom line is it's uh I, th- I think it's a chinese company that seemed to sell very uh very good value tvs um i've never heard of them until i heard about it on uh on the show but they seem to get great reviews and they've now got a 2018 range that's come out that seem to be getting even better reviews. Um, I mean, to give you some context, I could get a 65 inch uh, TV for eight, nine, nine pounds delivered from Amazon. Um, right. Which I think that's significant because there's something, there's something in, inside me that kind of bulks at the idea of spending more than a thousand pounds on a TV. Um, yeah, crazy when you think about what we spend on our iPhones and everything else. Um, but for some reason, that there is that limit in me that like a thousand is that's my limit on a TV. So the fact I can go to sixty-five inch and get a, you know, by all accounts, a very good quality TV, is quite intriguing. Uh, I, I won't go into the detail on the TV itself, but um, it's kind of got all the bells and whistles you'd expect, like four K HDR. Um, some kind of Dolby HDR standard that I'm led to believe is a big deal and some other standard that I'm struggling to name. Um, so it seems like a great TV. But what got me thinking about it is that this TV has got um, a Roku. Have you heard of a Roku? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's like its own sort of platform, isn't it? Yeah, it's basically got Roku that you could you can buy, like a Roku box, like you can buy an Apple TV box or, or whatever. 
um, but it's got Roku just kind of baked into the TV by default. Um, and that's kind of what started this conversation in my head. Um, and I kind of like the the idea that it's got Roku built in rather than, you know, what some TVs are like. You, know, you don't know really what the software is going to be like until you've unboxed it, and, and usually it's quite disappointing. So I kind of like the fact that um, they've almost outsourced this part to Roku. And, and yep. given that Roku is a company that specializes in that field, I, I, I kind of like that. Um, so then, the, yeah, the question kind of came up that if, let's say that my uh, my beloved plasma TV were to go pop tomorrow and I went out and bought one of these uh, TCL TVs with a Roku baked into it, would I would I even bother plugging in the Apple TV? Is it is it worth the HDMI port? Um, and like I say, when it, when you break it down, it's sort of YouTube, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Plex, BBC iPlayer, and and Roku does all that. And it's kind of kind of raised a bit of an uncomfortable question in my head. It's like, what what do I even need the Apple TV for? Because it is expensive, isn't it, relative to the to what's out there? Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking down. Obviously, the New Zealand listings, and I hadn't realised this, but the they were selling the old Apple TV on Apple's website for for a while, and this must have been retired last year or, or maybe even sometime before because it's, it's been a while since I've looked. Um, but they used to sell the the old, old model that, that didn't support apps or anything like that, that oh, didn't yeah. have any of that story at a much lower price, and that was at least an AirPlay device. Um, and that, that they, that's kind of the thing I think I would miss if I had a, a I didn't have the Apple TV in the mix is I'd miss being able to just AirPlay things. And what would happen is, is I would start to favour apps that had supported Chromecast because most of these TVs, I think, now they, they tend to support Chromecast within the, the sort of smart side of, of their setup, don't they? Uh, this is quite a common thing to at least have sort of something basic going on there if it's an Android sort of side to, to the uh, smartness of the TV. Yeah, yeah, you're right. My dad's got a, an Android Sony TV. And yeah, I think you can cast to it. Um, you see cast, yeah. cast pop up in a lot of places in different apps and that yeah uh, yeah and and that that would that would lose something for me because I, I do tend to find that airplay is is quick comparatively um and you know it is it is still useful even with all the apps on the apple tv and that side of stuff um you know we have we do have times where it's nice to just sort of put your um put your photos up and flick through things when we've we've got a few a few photos to look at from a day out or something with the kids mm. um we have those sort of moments with the apple tv so and, and the kids sometimes put stuff up as well if they've been doing something on, on one of their devices um you know sometimes my, my youngest sort of puts his drawings up on the tv that he's been doing and that sort of thing um yeah but it's, it's incidental sort of use and i think Again, if if everything went bang tomorrow, I'm not sure how much I prioritise it versus just sort of you know, literally showing the person next to you the, the screen in your hand. Um, yeah, mm. yeah, uh, and and so there's something missing in the lineup, even at the the bottom end of things with the Apple TV now. I think, and that's this sort of Chromecast kind of um, slot or an Amazon Fire Stick sort of slot. That that kind of you know for a nominal price. You've got something that just, like you say, takes up an HDMI port um, and, and sort of extends things. Um, yeah, looking at the Apple TV 4K and the Apple TV itself, those, those prices there, um, NZ 
starting at NZ 249, which divided by two is the UK price, US price approximately. So what about 120, um, 125 UK? For the 4K? That's for the for the 32 gigabyte um, older version with yeah. the A8 chip. I've got a funny feeling the 4K one's getting up to around, I haven't checked recently, but I think it's about £180. Um, for yep. a 4K, which is quite a lot, isn't it? When when you think about what you can get in 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 the other places, for yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you're you're on your way to a good chunk out of an entry level TV. Yeah, well, even if uh, really? even if you look at that 65 inch TCL TV at, at eight nine nine, um, that's a good chunk of that, isn't it? Already there. Um, yeah, and and then if the TV actually does do. Um, some of these extra things, if they've chucked Roku in and that sort of stuff as well, you can almost start to look at it and go, well, um, you know, I was going to spend, so I don't know, five or 600, but then this TV is bigger and I've got all this in as well and I don't need to buy an extra box. I can see that sort of mentality starting to kick in for some people too. Yeah, no, 100%. So, yeah, I guess just a question of is it relevant? You know, is it, is it still relevant in today's landscape? Um if I was, um, I mean, looking at it from an app developer point of view as well, the only thing I could see myself um, getting involved with the Apple TV for would be to build an app for, for somewhere that needed to extend its network coverage, you know, like like another, literally another TV app um, for, for, for running media and connecting to, to somewhere's on-demand sort of service. I couldn't see myself trying to build any sort of... Um, special kind of app experience for the Apple TV. Mm. Um, I might look at that differently if I make games. I think that's probably fair to say. I think there's, there's probably a bit of opening in the platform for, for the right sort of game. Uh, even, even now, I mean, it, it, you know, they, they seem to be yet to materialize in a lot of ways, but I, I still think there's, there's opportunity there for something that does something clever. Um, but, then it's diminishing returns, you know. I mean, I, I have to wonder what the the actual install base and market looks like. And unless you've got an experience that runs on the iPhone as well, then there's a point there of like, well, you may as well just develop for iPhone. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. And the thing that maybe gives me some hope for the Apple TV is all these rumors of original content that Apple seem to be uh, signing. I mean, by now it, it's it's pretty clear that Apple are producing their own content. Um, the Upgrade podcast, I think, do a really good job every week. Uh, is it Upstream, the section they call it, where they basically talk about all like, the, the rumoured signings of TV shows and movies and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's absolutely That's clear. been going on for a while now as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I remember that being discussed just before I left the UK. Yeah. So that's that's sort of putting it somewhere around about the last fourteen months, I think. Yeah, and, um, and possibly longer. And, and recently, um, it's it's basically confirmed. I think Oprah Winfrey's signed with Apple, um, so they mean business. They're not playing around. Um, <clears throat> so that's maybe like another another thing is kind of Apple exclusive content that you can only get on the Apple TV, and then suddenly the Apple TV is kind of has some unique value again because right now. It's kind of lacking, I, I would argue. Um, I don't know. I think, it, from my point of view, it's that would be kind of like another subscription to pay for, which I wouldn't necessarily be 
too keen on but if the content was was good enough maybe i would consider it um i I think for us it would have to be some sort of package that sort of rolled itself in together with apple music even as well so if they sort of priced it in a bundle or something like that i could see see our family sort of considering that yeah because we'd weigh it off against a a spotify subscription or something like that and sort of look at it as as an overall cost yeah something like 15 or 16 pounds maybe for both i would think yeah okay maybe because apple music's 10 anyway um yeah like you say if you're knocking off a spotify as well then you're kind of only paying five or six for it maybe yeah i can kind of see they, they might do something like that um i guess it would be it would kind of run through the the tv app which i don't think you get in new zealand do you no no we don't did you get a chance to play with it before you left the uk was that i didn't no 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 haven't really seen it at all i mean i guess that would kind um, of be the home for their exclusive content um and i think that's probably an area where they can do a lot to enhance the apple tv experience and again add value to it because i think it needs value adding to it because right now it's it's just like a streaming box for the most part for me um and i could probably just as well use like a, an amazon fire stick or a roku box and, and pay an awful lot less for the hardware I think yeah, the Apple TV it could, they could the the Apple TV app sorry so the TV app <laughs> it's going to get confusing. They could definitely <laughs> definitely do a lot more with it because um, the issue I find and I'm sure you find as well is that I get I'm getting more content coming from different places and you know essentially your content kind of gets siloed off into these various apps. So netflix is all yeah. buried within netflix and amazon prime video is all buried within amazon prime video and that becomes frustrating so i like what the tv app is doing uh sort of being like that omnivorous app that will kind of just take video from various sources and just try and make some sense of it for you as the user keep track of what you're into what you're watching um i like the idea um but right now it kind of feels so close but so far in terms of it yep. being a, being a complete experience, um, I think the biggest problem is that the that the content providers need to play nice with Apple in order for it to work. Um, Netflix is the biggest one of note that's missing for me right now. So when I load it up, I kind of get essentially just Amazon Prime stuff in there, mixed in with a tiny little bit of stuff that comes through from BBC iPlayer um right that, that is literally about it i think i get some itv hub stuff as well but I, I never watch anything on itv so that's just kind of almost like just spam in there as, as far as i'm concerned and that's that that's funny because you know stuff's missing right uh because you you've still got the habit at the moment of going to these other apps and these other places and so that then means that the tv app itself starts to feel slightly broken yeah it does feel you know broken. i mean i, I yeah, and I've I've had this before as with um, music streaming as well. Every so often, I hit the edges of um, of Spotify's catalog and stuff that I used to used to have set up in iTunes. So I'm kind of running without iTunes these days, or, or Apple Music, or anything like that. Um, and every so often, I hit the edges where I'm like, oh, that that song doesn't exist here. Okay, and I've actually got all of my old collections sat in um, in Google service, so I go to go to that. Uh, spin it up and play the track I was after and that's clunky that's weird and I know I can kind of do stuff to upload stuff into Spotify um, but part of the reason I've got 
this setup in the first place is that I don't want to be messing around with managing media. Um, so yeah, I can imagine on the TV side, as you hit these limits with the TV app and, and stuff's not there, you're coming out of it. You're not included in that experience, and you're just like, well, okay, that's that's only halfway there. Yeah, and and the thing is, uh, Apple repurposed the um, the TV button, the physical TV button on the Apple TV remote. So that when you press it, rather than it would launch um, or take you back to like the home screen with all the app tiles, it would, by default, launch the TV app. So to me, that shows that Apple were, you know, want to put a lot of weight behind this. And this is kind of like where they see perhaps the TV, the broader Apple TV experience going. But it just seems so fundamentally broken that that just seemed like way too soon for them to, to make that move. I mean, I heard that apparently Netflix is now going to start playing nice with the tv app right but then i also read that if you want to access netflix's original content you still need to go to the netflix app i'm not sure if that's 100 percent or not but again how are you going to know it's there precisely and again I, i checked before we recorded this um i'm not seeing anything from netflix at all here in the uk so again probably maybe just like a us thing um Right, so, so there's work that they need to do there, and, and there's things that Apple could do if they were willing to do it, right? If they wanted to let different content providers provide their content up to the TV app, but then hand off from the TV app as, a, as, as essentially a link, mm-hmm. a deep link into to their, their apps. Yep. Um, I mean, again, this is coming from a point of view where I've not really used the TV app, so I don't know what so it's essentially what you're describing. To, yeah. Right. Does it do that? It pushes from from the TV app into um, the the other services apps when you go to play content. Yeah, well, I haven't used it in a long time, so they may have updated it because um, obviously I haven't used it since I kind of determined it useless for me. But um, I p- went to play something that was in Amazon Prime Video, and I think for yeah. a moment I saw a flicker of Amazon UI, and then it went into the the Amazon Video. Um, so yeah, it's deep linking. Yeah, uh, that that's good. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're a content provider who's gone to the effort of making your own app and you've got your own experience and that sort of stuff, yeah, you do kind of want to still operate that sort of front door. Mm. Um, So, yeah, it does just sort of feel like Apple and the providers then in that case are sort of playing this kind of like cat and mouse uh, kind of thing. You know, they, they, they want to maintain the front door. Apple wants to maintain the front door. And in the meantime end users don't really get anything holistic um that's that's irritating really and and i think if you look at, at roku for example when i started looking at that the other day because I'd, I'd, I'd never really come across it before um it actually from outside looking in looks like a platform that content providers are, are making apps for to try and get on it so they've got coverage to to these other audiences mm. um I don't know, I might be, be wrong in that perception, but it, Googling for it, it certainly looked like um, it, it's not suffering for providers on the platform. Yeah. Um, it does seem like there are conflicting interests, like you said, with Apple and the content providers, because the content providers almost need to hand over control, don't they? Because I've noticed I do it myself. If, um, if ever were to say, oh, let's see what's on Netflix, when we go into that Netflix app... More often than not, once we've gone into the app, we end up watching something on Netflix just because it's kind of obviously it's not much of an effort to load up the Amazon Prime app. But once you're in there, it's kind of it's it's stickier. Um, we're yep. more likely to find something or keep searching for something within Netflix because we're already here. 
um, and we end up watching something of theirs, which is you know, what they want. They want us to get into something and keep that monthly subscription rolling. Um, so the conflicting interest, I guess, is that Apple want everything in one place because they want to serve the user kind of holistically, as you were alluding to. But then Netflix has kind of got all their stuff, or some of their stuff, right in the middle of loads of other people's stuff. Um, yeah, which is a bit of an, an an awkward situation when you when you think about it. Um, so maybe there's some more Apple can do to to make things right here. I, I don't know. And then also, I guess there's other other issues there in terms of implementation because it's possible with certain services for a, a show to be in both as well, or for for something to pop up in in both services. Well, that's true. Um, yeah. Yeah, so then you know who who gets precedence in that in that case, and so you're fighting for screen share, but for the same content. I mean, that's probably a bit of a, bit of an edge case. Nevertheless, um, it's it still exists. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that maybe Apple can maybe do a little bit more on their part just to try and sort of smooth out these relationships a little bit more, because essentially it kind of feels like Apple need the content providers a lot more than the content providers need Apple. Um, so maybe, maybe one place to start would be kind of like having a, a like a, a discover area, maybe where I could see that from within the TV app that I could sign up to Netflix and get a trial that they offer, um, pretty much kind of like one click all through my Apple ID, and yep. maybe Apple would then need to concede their thirty percent cut and just kind of act as a <laughs> as a payment processor, something similar to Microsoft's five percent, where they're like. Yeah, we, we, we'll just process the payment and you know chuck us the five percent, and we'll call it quits. Um, yeah, it's a big ask. It's a big ask of Apple in terms of of the uh, the sort of business model and the dynamic that Apple seems to want to impose. Kind of is, um, but on the other hand, it would kind of, it would make the TV app the place to go for content. Um, yeah, and it makes it an even better environment for when they come to launch their own original content because that's if all eyes are on the tv app anyway because that's where people know they go to get their netflix or amazon prime maybe even their youtube subscriptions all their iplayer stuff maybe plex someday can link into it nicely if that's like the default place for any apple tv user to go to get content when apple come come out of their own content they can just slot it in there um, give themselves a nice big featured banner piece of artwork so we will definitely see it. <laughs> and wallop, that could be a, a nice inroad to you know raise awareness of their exclusive content. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, just the fact that they repurpose that hardware button on the remote shows me they must be serious about the TV app, which gives me a lot of hope because I think it could be really cool. Just me as a user personally, I, I would love to see all of my video services run through that. Um, like I said, I, th- yep. I think we're a way off yet, but the fact that Apple are willing to start messing around with physical hardware buttons on remotes, kind of, uh, that that to me signals it, it, that they're, they're keen to get the job done and to get the deals done to make it happen. Um, yeah, it definitely shows that they're, they're willing to, um, yeah, to, to think about what, what the device can do. And they're willing to sort of take a bit of a strong message, really, of sort of saying, well, okay, you know, this is now going to be be its default. Um, and sort of play with, with what you got when you when you first bought it. That's, you know, it started off one way and now it's, it's gone another. Mm. Um, kind of jealous uh, that we don't get the, the app here, so at least I could have a play. 
Yeah, I don't think you're missing a huge amount right now. <laughs> but you know, what I would say is going back to my um, sort of original question of you know, is, is, does, does the Apple TV have any value? Is it relevant? Regardless of their exclusive content, um, if they could make the TV app what I think it should be, so that it would you know pull in my YouTube subscriptions, it will pull in my media from Plex and BBC iPlayer, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and basically any other big content provider that ever comes out in the future. Um, that alone, that experience alone, would probably, well, definitely make me buy an Apple TV if I didn't already have one and plug it into a TV that already has, say, Roku baked into it. I think that would be a big enough draw for me um, because yeah. I think this fragmentation that we've got with all these different apps, not to mention when the apps start messing around and not really building with native tools, um, you know, look at the YouTube app, YouTube. Um, even Amazon Prime <laughs> to an extent. I mean, I know they use the, they, yeah. they use the default playback um, controls, so once you actually get a video playing, it kind of behaves as you might expect. Um, but yeah, I think the, the TV app could be a real place. Apple could add real value. Um, so I, yeah, I guess I, I remain hopeful. Is <laughs> probably the best way to put it. <laughs> I had a thought about um, where the Apple TV could go next, and, and sort of like you know the, the kind of things I would like to see coming sort of through software updates. Yeah, and. It's kind of hard not to look at that through a negative lens because this is very much sort of case in me kind of going, well, what would I fix? Um, but if I look down my, my, my sort of list of things I, I noted here, and I had a chat with my, my youngest kid actually about this as well, um, just to sort of get his opinion because he uses the device as much, if not more, than I do. Um, and one of the things we noted was that... Um, the kind of login side of the Apple TV and which users connected when you've got family sharing and you've got multiple people in the house with multiple Apple IDs, uh, the Apple TV being locked onto somebody's Apple ID sort of feels kind of broken. And, you know, you do that in order to access photos and any other sort of services and content. I know you can get, um, get Apple music through the TV as well. Can't you? Uh, yep. Yeah, and you can get your iTunes content and that sort of stuff as well. Um, so, I mean, when we set it up, I, I created a brand new um, Apple account, a brand new account for the Apple TV, and that is now part of our family. So it's the fifth member of our family is the Apple TV. Um, and that, that sort of keeps everything sectioned off, you know? Mm -hmm. So Because otherwise you end up with a situation of um, then if I watch something or on a service that's linked back through on, on my, my phone, you know, that's then in the most recently played thing on the Apple TV and, and those sort of things start to become apparent. Um, and I also wanted to make sure that the, uh, the Apple TV itself was definitely not uh, a parent's user on our account. So they can't just sort of order and, and rent movies and that sort of stuff as well. You know, it will come up and it'll actually ask for me, ask for permission. I, I guess if one if the kids try and click through to something that they shouldn't, yeah. Uh, so that side of things feels broken, and it feels like something you could solve through software. Uh, because if I've got location services turned on, for example, and Bluetooth and and these other services on my phone that is tagged to me, to be honest with you, there's no reason that the Apple TV on my network that is in front of me within Bluetooth range and everything else can't actually figure out that I'm probably in the same room as it when it is on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
and to the same degree for my wife as well with her device. Uh, less so the kids. Um, you know, my, my youngest has his iPad and that's not really something he's on in the same way as we're connected to our devices because they're not really at that stage yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, regardless, you could probably determine that, that me and my wife are both sat there watching a show. Uh, something happens, you know, um, this happens an awful lot at the moment. The, the kids get back up again after going to bed and interrupt us or something happens and the, the, the show is paused, sometimes abandoned for the evening. And then I, I, I go to watch it uh, during my lunch break or something uh, separately to my wife. I should be, it should be able to determine, okay, you know, you were last watching this. It starts me off from that point. I'm now watching it independently. And so I get a different play history to to my wife. You know, when she goes back to the show on her device, it starts off from the previous point because that's where she left it. These are things that, you know, some effort could be done through software, I think, to provide these sort of like more um, more deep sort of experiences. Um, it was probably difficult to get to get right there's, there's probably an awful lot of, uh, of of cases where things would fail or, or not quite work very well and i could understand why they've certainly not gone there out of the box but it feels like maybe you know this is a next step these are the sort of things that, that apple could sort of smooth over now yeah that makes a lot of sense i mean taking that um, taking that kind of thought process even further think about when we get ar glasses will, will we yeah i was tweeting uh, a couple of days ago will we even need tvs um, imagine if, like, say Heather and I, we've got a pair of AR specs each. Uh, I mean, we could just sit looking at a blank wall and just kind of have a, a TV augmented in our specs, maybe even do shared AR experiences. So we, we're both getting the same uh, video stream. So we're both kind of watching the same thing at the same time. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, it sounds a little bit kind of out there, but that, that could be a thing. Um, it, it really could be. Yeah, that that whole side um, of things just absolutely fascinates me right now. Like in the last kind of week or two weeks, just all these AR demos I'm seeing, I'm just like, wow, like this is, <laughs> we just need these specs. Like it wasn't long ago, maybe like six or eight months ago, you, I think you mentioned on the show, like, oh yeah, we're going to get some AR goggles or, and I was like, I was kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Never really thought much more of it, but, but wow, like the demos we're seeing now, they're, they're really, really impressive, but there's no way I'm holding up my phone to do this stuff. Um, it's It's almost no. like we're just... It's almost like Apple are like training us on how to use all this stuff. So when we get the specs, we can just be like, boom, look at all this awesomeness right here on day one. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And and maybe, you know, that's part of the reason that um, you can look at the Apple TV today and it's perhaps not as advanced as it could be as well. You know, there's this other side to it that the, the, the technology we're using could actually fundamentally shift in the very sort of near future. Um, and if that's the case, well... Perhaps there's no point expanding a platform that's that's going to be sort of swamped by that change. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's fair to say though, if you look at uh, look at what's going on, they are putting energy into their own content. There is a story there. Um, but but yeah, uh, I don't know. I, again, I'm I'm looking back and sort of thinking, well, okay, what would I like to see improved as it is today? And I think one of the other things that that um, that my lad noted 
was that the the remote and control is just not really very good for games at all. <laughs> yeah, I'll give him that. <laughs> okay, uh, but what he said was was um, it could be, and and why doesn't it sort of have something like the the Wii? Where you know you can you can put this controller in a number of different holders and it becomes something else. Um, that's that with accelerometers inside of the remote and that sort of stuff. That that feels like some, a direction Apple could have gone. Um, from his point of view, you know he doesn't understand why the, why they didn't just try that. From my point of view, kind of knowing Apple the way I do, I can sort of see why it's not a direction they've necessarily gone. Um, sort of straight up. Uh, but I, I think for me that also then sort of speaks to how Apple's not really invested in it in terms of a, a gaming platform. Yeah. Um, I know it's been touted at times as, you know, you've you've got this this um, A8 and then the A10 chip and the graphics on it is really, really good and it can do all of this. Um, but the, the overall story for games just isn't there on the Apple TV in terms of how Apple's sort of pushing the hardware. Um, so, yeah, yeah steering wheel holders and pistol holders and that sort of stuff let, let us do more interesting games and uh, yeah kids like mine would be happy with it okay we'll call that a wrap if you've enjoyed today's show it'd be great if you could leave us a review on itunes or if you could leave us a recommendation in overcast by hitting that star button that will help us reach even more like-minded people Um, also we have our slack channel we'd love to invite you to join our hope is it can be a really great place for fellow developers to come and hang out if you'd like to join uh, just leave us a message on twitter at wfr podcast and we'll get you signed up so dave before we run off where can people find you you can find me on twitter at dw roboheads that's roboheads spelled with a z and you can find my apps at roboheads.com again that's roboheads spelled with a z how about you, Dave? You can follow me online at davenot.co.uk or on Twitter, I'm at underscore davenot.com.